Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, and I am the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, today is another day to be thankful and rejoice in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because Psalms 118 and 24 says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that you are as I am traveling pulpit family, and I cannot wait to get into this message. You know, on last week, Traveling Pulpit Family, I said that I would come back this week with a series of messages only if the Lord revealed it to me. And I don't think that he revealed a message series to me, but he has revealed to me a message. And that message is what I want to speak to you today. Traveling Pulpit Family, how did we get here? How did we get into this situation that we're in? You know, we are all sinners. We have all sinned. We have all fallen short of his glory. And I'd like to know, how did we get here? You know, we live in a murderous world. We live in a murder-driven world. You know, we all sin. We all have sin. We all will sin and we all will continue to sin. But it is because of the gift of God through his son, Jesus, that he has given us a way out, a way to salvation through his son, our Messiah, our coming king and conqueror. He has given us a way. And there is only one way traveling pulpit family. There is only one way. There is no other way. And if anyone should share with you or have you to believe that there is another way, that person is a fool and they burn where they stand. I want to take a few moments today, traveling pulpit family, and just share with you how we got to this, where we are now. You know, we all know the story of creation, Adam and Eve, and, you know, the forbidden fruit. We all know that. And we're going to go there in a few moments. But I want to take you over to Isaiah 14. And if you have your Bibles, go with me to Isaiah 14. We're going to go to Genesis also. But I want to take you to Isaiah 14 so that we can get an established foundation of why we are where we are living in a murder-driven world. Over in Isaiah 14 and verse 12, Isaiah paints a picture of who Lucifer, I was going to say the devil, but we know him as a devil, but who Lucifer was, who he was. Ezekiel also paints a picture of who Lucifer was, but we know him as the devil, as Satan, our enemy, the adversary, the one who is the accuser to the brethren. That's who we know him as. But Isaiah says in verse 12 of chapter 14, how are you fallen from heaven? O day star, son of Dave, son of dawn. I'm sorry, son of dawn. How are you cut down to the ground? 
you who laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the Mount of Assembly. In the far reaches of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high, but you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. One day, traveling pulpit family, Isaiah says that we will stand and we will stare at him. And we will all begin to ask ourselves, is this the man who made the earth tremble? The reason I say we live in such a murderous or murder driven world is because of what happened at the garden. A traveling pulpit family, if you ever want to know why we're in the situation that we're in, Go back to the go back to to the story of creation in the book of Genesis in Genesis chapter three. Man has eaten the forbidden fruit that the Lord God, the creator of all mankind, told him not to eat of. Now. He was given the command to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what did he do? He ate of it. Why did he eat of it? The Bible says in chapter three, down in verse eight, but God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said to him, who told you you were naked? Then God said, have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? He was told from his own creator, from the mouth of his creator, what not to do. And what did he do? He ate. How did he do it? He did not pick it from the tree himself. He ate it from the hand of the one who was created to be with him. Let's just, let's, 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 the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Because of what he did, not because of what she did, because of what he did. This is what the Lord told him down in verse 17. He said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree, which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you and pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorn and thistle it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow or your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground for which out of it you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return. Because of what he did. What did he do? He killed 
the opportunity to live forever. He killed it. He murdered it. The opportunity to live for all eternity. Why did he do this? Because he heard someone else say that you would be like God if you ate from this, ate the fruit from this tree. That's what he heard. He was going by what he heard. So the situation that we're in today, traveling pulpit family, is people have been told you can murder your baby if you don't want it. And people have heard. People have heard that you can do this without penalty or consequence. But let me tell you something, traveling pulpit family. There is a penalty and there is consequence. I did a TikTok the other day. It's it's posted on TikTok where I had a, a prophetic feeling. I'm going to share with you. But I don't know if I'm doing prophetic. I don't know. What I know is what the Lord has placed upon me. And in that TikTok, I said one day, one day coming, one day soon, every woman who has ever had an abortion and have not repented of that abortion, abortion and sought the, the saving grace of Jesus, have recommitted their lives back to the Lord. If have you not done that one day, children, depending on how many abortions you had or a child will come to you in that great day of judgment. And they will say to you, mom. And you will see that child just for who they are. Boy or girl. You will see that child for who they are. And that child will know you because you are their mom. And you will know that child because you are their mother. And you're going to have the Lord. The Lord, I said in that TikTok video, the Lord will give you a heart to be softened. That you will see that child and you will love that child like you never loved before. You will have so much love for this child. And the Lord will cut you off from that love. He will take away the feeling that you had for that child. And he will remind you that you murdered that child. That child will remind you that you murdered him or her. That you denied them the opportunity to become everything the Lord had created them to be in this world. You denied them, denied them of that. And then you will seek repentance from the Lord, but it will be too late. You will not have the opportunity to repent then. You have the opportunity to repent now, but you will not have that opportunity then. Because you will have made your decision. You will have lived your life the way you wanted to live your life. You will have not sought repentance of the Lord and you will have to stand responsible for your actions. And that child will go on to live with the Lord for all eternity. But you will have to spend all of eternity in the lake of fire to think about what you did when you had the opportunity to change it. That's what I said in that TikTok video. Every word 
That is what the Lord revealed to me. That is what I put on social media. If you like it, repent. If you don't like it, repent. This is the time. It is the season. It is the opportunity right now to repent of your wicked ways. We are all sinners. There is nothing that no one can slap me with or or hold me accountable to because I'm a sinner. And I'm saved by the grace of God. In fact, I speak not of the not of the words of man, not of the words of the world. I look like the world, but when I open my mouth, I speak from the mouth of God. From his very abundance, I speak. I may look like the world and at times, yes, I act like the world. But when I open my mouth, I sound like my savior. And I'm recognized by the fruit that he has placed in me. I'm no better than anyone else. I'm going to stand in that judgment line like everyone else, but I'm going to stand in that judgment line on the side of the lambs and not the side of the goats. What side will you be on? Philippians 2 and 10 reminds us that on that great day, every knee, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Traveling Pulpit family, you have the opportunity right now to make that change, to turn from your wicked ways, to recognize that we live in a murder-driven world. Cain killed his brother Abel. Because of a sacrifice he was unwilling to make. It was out of jealousy that the Lord accepted Abel's offering of blood because of sin to cover the multitude of sin that their father put them in. Cain was jealous because of that. He wanted to give the Lord some dirt. And the Lord didn't want dirt. The Lord wanted blood. Because after their parents had committed the greatest atrocity this world has ever known, the Lord took a, 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 a believe it was, wait a minute, what the Bible says. He took a lamb and he slaughtered it. And his name is Jesus. Yes. Revelations 12, 12. And eight before the foundation of the world, John says he saw the lamb that was slain. That's what John saw. So Jesus had already been sacrificed before the world was created because the creator knew that this would happen. There was no possibilities of if this happens, I'm going to do this. No, it would happen. So he did that. He sacrificed his son. It was already in place. So by the Lord God getting the lamb in Adam in the Adam and Eve scenario. He covered them with the lamb skin. He made clothes for them. 
but it was the blood of the lamb that atoned for their sin. And so Cain wanted to give the creator dirt and his brother Abel gave him blood, blood from the lamb that covered the multitude of his sin. But God told Cain, what you have done can be corrected. I'm paraphrasing. What you have done can be corrected, but be careful. Sin is crouching at your door and its purpose is to take you over. Their uncle, not their uncle, Lamech, Cain's grandson, Lamech, killed a man and received on him a mark that if any man should kill him, that would come back on that person who killed him seven times. We live in a murder-driven world, Traveling Pulpit family. All we want to do is kill. We've gotten so good at killing, we don't even have to do it ourselves. We can get someone else to do it. We have the technology that, that someone can sit at home and send out a, a robot or a drone and can do it for us. That's how good at killing we've got. All we think about is how to destroy our brother. That's all we ever have to go on. How can we kill, but how can we kill better? How can a person die? How can they die worse? Someone makes you mad, you want to kill them. Someone gets on your nerves, you want to kill them. Simply because man disobeyed a direct order. He disobeyed a direct order from his creator. And what have we done all of our lives? We have disobeyed the direct order from the Bible. But what has Jesus done? Jesus came and gave his life for us. How did he do that? How did he know to come to give his life for us? John three sixteen. that's how. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that those who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that word should not perish means that you have a choice, a choice of salvation or a choice of separation. But the choice is yours. What will you choose today? Jesus is the only man in history the only man in history to not be murdered. Jesus gave his life. He sacrificed his life. He did not come to be murdered. He came to give. So that in giving, we might re receive the benefit for our penalty. The benefit is salvation. Our penalty is separation. 
We all deserve to be separated from God. We all, not one of us, deserves to be with him. But he gave his only begotten son. Jesus says in John 10 and 18, he says, no one takes it from me. He's talking about his life. But I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. Everything Jesus did pointed back to the father. Why? Because he wanted us and those this, those then as us now to know that whatever we do in him, it is done for the father because without the relationship with him, the father does not know us. Jesus is the only man in history who laid down his life voluntarily and who raised it up again. He's the only man. He was not murdered. He was not put to death. He laid it down. On his own accord, the Bible says. And the authority that was given to him by his father. Gave him the ability to get back up again. But what was he going down for? What was he getting up for? You. He laid his life down for you. You abortionists. You murderers. You thieves. Us sinners. He laid his life down for us. And in the authority that he was given by his father, he got back up. Why? He got back up to give us the opportunity to choose on which side we will stand. We will either stand one day on the side of the lambs or we will stand one day on the side of the goats. What side will you be? On that great day. I don't know when that great day is. You don't know when that great day is. But the harvest is plentiful. And the laborers are few. If we stop to, to focus on the day. The hour. The, 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 the situations. We lose focus on the harvest. Our mission is the harvest. It's all about the harvest. Everything that we're doing now, everything that we have done then, it's about the harvest. And it is harvesting time because a day will come when no one will be able to work. I'm not talking about work in this world. I'm talking about the labor of harvesting. There will come a day when there will be no more harvesting. Why? Because the harvest will be taken out of this world. Those who have made their choice while in the harvest to choose 
the lamb over the goat. They will be harvested. They will be taken away. They will be taken to their rest. It is those who will remain here that will have to decide what they will do next. As long as the hands of God is on this world, nothing, nothing will take place outside of the will of God. We see things that are happening right now in the world. We see things that are happening right here in this country. But I promise you, I promise you, nothing will take place in this world until the harvest has been harvested and the hands of God are off this world. Then and only then will it be a time of great peril a time of terror, but also a time to make a decision. But you don't have to wait until then, traveling pulpit family. You can make that decision right now. You can make that decision today. And the choice is yours. Will you stand on the side of the lambs or will you stand on the side of the goats? We live in a murder-driven world, but a new world a new heaven and a new earth is being prepared. One without the choice of, of murder, one without the choice of eternal damnation, one without the choice of eternal separation. That world, that, that heaven, that earth is being created so that we can be with the Father forever. I don't know what it looks like outside of this world. I've been in this world for 50 years and I can only imagine what I can see in this world. Some people have gotten so used to being in this world, receiving the, the, the things of this world that they can't not imagine living without being in this world. But as I've said before, traveling pulpit family, the choice is yours. Will you choose the lamb or will you choose the goat? Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me to just come and share with you the gospel, the good news. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, I am not the one to lead man. I'm not. But God has called some that they may stand and they may lead but I'm the one who is standing and pronouncing that Christ be for you, the world be against you. And if Christ is for you, who can be against you? Because the world was made by him. The world was made by his hands. And so long as his hands are on this world, he is for you. But when the harvest comes and the harvest is, is taken away, what will you have then? The opportunity lies right now. Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you confess, you are a sinner. 
If you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You will be standing with me and many, many others on the side of the lambs and not the side of the goats. For the lambs, we will go into eternal salvation with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. But with the goats, they will be dismissed into eternal separation. Eternal separation. You will be forgotten. And you will burn. You will suffer. It's not to scare you. It's the truth. And the truth will set you free because the truth changes you. It makes you see another reality from the reality that we're living in. But that choice is yours, Traveling Pulpit family. What will your choice be today? Because your choice today impacts your outcome tomorrow. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Again, I speak not. I speak not as a man of the world. Yes, I live in the world. Yes, I, 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 I pay my bills. I, I go to work. I do the things of the world. But when I open my mouth, I speak from the abundance of God. He is who leads me. I stumble, trip, fall, sin. But I get back up. I don't stay there and wallop. And I run after him because I want him. I want him more than I want anything this world could offer me. I want him. And it is because of his son that I have confessed from my mouth that I am a sinner. I have believed in my heart that he has raised him from the dead. And with that being said, I know I'm standing on the side of the lambs. But are you? Are you? I'm not going to ask you how you know, because when you do this, you will know. You will have no doubt. You will know. And then on that great day, I'll see you. I'll recognize you and I'll know who you are. Just like you'll see me, you'll recognize me and you know who I am. And we're going to rejoice together for all eternity. As lambs, as sheep. We're going to rejoice and be with him for all time and forevermore. Amen. Traveling Pulpit family, please check out that TikTok at TPM0116. Check me out on Facebook at the Traveling Pulpit, Instagram at the Traveling Pulpit. And just know that the Lord is doing something in your life to prepare you for a better day, a better opportunity. He's preparing you to do something that, that you never thought yourself could do. As you know, I, I, I don't speak from the abundance of the world. The abundance of the world is hatred. The abundance of the world is separation. I don't speak from the words of the world. I speak from the abundance of God. He is who I follow. And though I'm a fallen creature, I'm a fallen man. It is the blood of his son that covers me and helps me stand again. And for that, I am forever grateful. 
Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time now and forever. Amen. God bless you, Traveling Pulpit family. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope that this day gives to you everything the Lord has provided to you. I hope that you will share this message with someone. And I hope that in sharing this message with someone that you will use words if necessary. So for the Traveling Pulpit, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice saying you have a wonderful and blessed day. God bless you. And if it is the Lord's will, we will do this on next week. And if not, we will see each other in eternity. Bye for now.